Jason Lee Podcast. All right, we're back for an all-new podcast. I know those of you watching the Jason Lee Podcast is wondering, like, why are we getting another episode on Mondays? We're now going to start doing two episodes a week. Why? Because more content means... Um, more money. No, not I mean, me more money. <laughs> but we also want to deliver more episodes for you. Um, shout out to our Facebook community. You're really active over there, making sure that you're seeing uh, these episodes by sharing them. So if you're watching us on Facebook, please share, share, share. If you're listening to this everywhere that um, podcasts are streamed, please share a link with a friend. I don't know. What do you tell people? Is that what you do? <laughs> How do people share podcasts? Do they send links to podcasts? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Links, clips. Like an episode or something? Exactly. Nobody's ever seen sent yeah. me an episode of a podcast saying you have to hear this. And I've I've had people send me links to um like YouTube shows or whatever to say, Oh, did you hear they talked about you here there? I guess that's what you do. And shout out to our TikTok community. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm the king of TikTok. Now, um I did say I was the king of the internet and TikTok does live on Beyonce's internet somewhere. <laughs> Uh, we're here, and now my, both shows are going to be different. One show you're going to get is going to be topical, where we talk about whatever's in the news related to celebrities, politics, pop culture, whatever. And then the other is going to be topics that we know will make you go crazy, <laughs> or at least have conversation about it. <laughs> have conversation. All right. Um, before we get into that, can I just tell you, shout out to everybody in their 40s who's tired, because today I am tired. And somebody asked me, was it someone who just asked me, is, is it because I'm getting old? Was that Johnny? Somebody, uh, yeah, Johnny asked me, are you tired because you're getting old? First ooh, of all, that's shady. Uh, 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 let's be Johnny. extraordinarily clear. Uh, yes, I'm 46 years old. I think part of aging, one of those things is getting tired. But when you're going to the gym every day, when you're not eating all the time because you're doing shows back to back and you're working, you know, and and you're older and you're out till 3 a.m. with Bobby Lights. And that bounce back is not the same. That bounce back is not the same. Are you afraid of uh, what, uh, Marina? How old are you? 30. OK. And you're 44. Allegedly. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Are you afraid of aging? No. Mm -mm. No. No. Mm -mm. So do you see yourself? Because I saw Ricky Lake the other day. Mind you, back in the 90s, I was on the Ricky Lake show twice. Please don't go look up those episodes. One of them, I was acting <laughs> Wait, straight. I'm I had a girlfriend. No. Mm -mm. Leave it alone. You acted, you was giving trade. Now you're a trade hunter. <laughs> First of all, we forgave you when you talked about the fields. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I then think with the lineup yesterday. Uh, then yes, then the other <laughs> podcast where we talked about the lineup, as in like you know criminals can't pick him out of a lineup. Pick, criminals come in all colors. Like cotton. <laughs> oh my god! All right, you know what? I now think I'm just you should just sit, yes. Oh, oh, so now you're bringing up gun violence in our communities. Okay, speaking like somebody straight from Chirac. All right, no, but no. <laughs> off limit words. <laughs> yeah, please. Like in Breakfast Club, those sheets. Mm -hmm. And she's in a interracial relationship. Oh my God, we're about okay. to get to which that topic, God? Actually. The the Catholic God or the the Kojic Pentecostal Kojic uh, rolling around on the ground like um, Rogina's God? What is that? Rob's mom. Oh. It's not of that. She's a she. She is a she. Yeah. All right. Anyway, they will hold on and keep that thought. But oh no. Um, so I saw a picture of Ricky Lake the other day, and I remember Ricky from when she was, you know, hairspray, young, vibrant. She was dating that man who was no good for her, and you know, she was plump. And then she lost all the weight, um, and then now she's hair full of gray. She's like older. She still see, looks cute though. I haven't seen her, but did you see Pamela Anderson with no makeup? Just no. now at the fashion show, but she like made it a thing to not wear any makeup, but. 
she aged, but it's just weird to see people actually age naturally. I'd rather see Pamela Anderson without hepatitis. See, I know everything going on this internet. Y'all be acting like y'all forgot. Remember when she was sucking Tommy up should on we, the boat? Should we hit allegedly? Pamela Anderson, Google it. She has hepatitis. You didn't know that? No. Doesn't it say it? Google Pamela Anderson hepatitis. You know how to spell hepatitis? HEPA. No. Just put Pamela Anderson HEPA. H-E-P-A. What does it say? Oh my God, I contracted hepatitis C while sharing a tattoo needle with my ex-husband, Tommy. Oh. She's blaming it on the needle. She was well, tattoo on needle, needle, allegedly. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> let's move on, okay? No health reading here at the table. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying healthcare unlocked is a thing. <laughs> You'll be hearing about it soon. Uh, and I'm not making jokes of anybody that has hepatitis. I'm no. just I'm, I'm just taking jokes of the fact that y'all keep questioning my my plethora of information that I have about what's happening on this here internet. Uh, but no, I saw Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake is, she's aging. So when I look at like people like Ricky or like Rob, you know, well, the white hair coming in. Oh, you are on one today. Bitch, you try. No, I'm just saying like aging is a thing that we all have, you know, hopefully have the privilege of being able to see, but you're not afraid of it. No, not at all. The thing I'm afraid of is like starting to lose people. As you get older, that's the thing that I'm like, oh, I just, I, that is freaking me out. Yeah. Well, I've been losing people my whole life. So it's like they've been dying young. So it's like, okay. But yes, yeah, more people that you grew up with are getting older and do die. I found out yesterday somebody passed away who I worked with. I'm like, dang, that's so crazy. And he was only 59. I'm 46. That's 13 years right. away. So when you start thinking about it like that, in that context, I'd be looking at people like, man, I, I just wish that uh, people would embrace aging. I'm trying to embrace it. I will say, you know, when you think about the bounce back, speaking of bouncing back, what happens when you throw that ass in a circle or you're getting hit from the back, Rob? And then all of a sudden now, you know, you have a broken pelvic bone. Like you can't go to the ER with the excuses that we used to when we had those minor STDs. You know what I mean? You know, I I think just freely go in there and get checked up. You know, I think we talked about this recently, like the influx of people showing up at the hospital with things stuck in their body. So, you know. Men sticking <laughs> objects up their rectum. And it, you know, and it, it, cause, cause the, cause the, um, the intestine has this sucking factor where it just like sucks these little things, uh, those little vibrators in. And mm. all of a sudden now you're a man in the ER with this vibrator all up your bussy, you know? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, don't, no shame. Just go get tested. Healthcare unlocked. We're gonna put some respect on healthcare unlocked. That has nothing to do with getting stuff stuck up your rectum. Although, if you need health insurance to do that, I guess. Anyway, stay tuned for that program. <laughs> Let's get right into the tea with Jason Lee. Now everybody knows I just got a beautiful condo in Miami, and I'm loving living in Florida. Although I hate the politics. Florida politics and the idea of Florida politics is crazy. But the good part of moving there as a liberal, I will say I am a liberal still, but when it comes to these taxes, I ain't going to lie. I've been telling everybody, California, y'all got us in a chokehold. It's like Gavin Newsom in this state is just losing its mind. California, but Florida, they've been lost their mind. Well, they may be onto something that's going to make people think that Florida government is actually onto something. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Florida is now... Why they put the bed with the straps up there? <laughs> this looked like the bed Jocelyn need to sleep uh, in. Oh. That looks like a Tuesday night for Rob. 
mean, <laughs> Rob, you, it was that swing. Oh, well, anyway, Florida now is in the news because they're finally talking about something that we may all be able to agree with. They're saying that they're enacting or they just recently enacted a new law that allows convicted child rapists to be sentenced to death. I'm not going to bring up Nicki Minaj's <laughs> Because I know that's what you were thinking, right? Did you think that? I was looking dead no, at you. No, I know what you guys expect of me, and I'm not going to go there. And by the way, I don't think this is retroactive. Although, um, earlier this year, Republican Governor Ron DeSantis, who we all know as Ron DeSatan, uh, first signed the bill making the death penalty a new punishment for all child rapists found guilty. As of October 1st, the new rule has taken effect. Now, the law specifically pertains to child victims under the age of 12. So that would actually apply to Nikki's brother. No, his stepdaughter was 12. Google it. Make sure we get our facts. I'll put allegedly. Allegedly. Many people are applauding uh, the passing of the new law. And the higher courts have already said that imposing deaths. What? It was an 11-year-old. Okay. The higher courts have allegedly said that imposing death sentences in these type of cases is a violation of the Eighth Amendment, cruel and unusual and unusual punishment. Uh, I'm going to say this. I hate Florida, Florida politics, and I'm not a fan of Ron DeSantis. In fact, he should never even be elected as a city council member, let alone uh, the water boy at a hockey game, because he's just evil. He's pure evil. But I will say I do agree with this law. Somebody who has been a victim or a survivor of, let me say a survivor, I'm not a victim, a survivor of being molested twice um, uh, is somebody who has, you know, been an advocate for people who've been victims of um, sex assault and who talks about it every day because on Hollywood Unlocked, just today we were talking about Jason Derulo, allegedly, I'll say allegedly, allegedly. being accused of impropriety. Like there's so much going on and you know there's somebody who tried to get somebody to come get me who raped somebody and who's in a relationship with somebody whose brother had sex with their 11-year-old kid, stepkid. So yeah, do I think those type of people, not those people per se, because I don't want no problems, but do I think those types of people should be strapped to a bed, have a needle put in them, and slowly feel every organ shut down as they wither away and die? A slow, painful fucking death. Yes, absolutely. I, I don't even understand why this is a debate. Anybody that rapes a woman or a man, because men do get raped too, or a child, takes advantage of a helpless child, deserves to die. I mean, I just, you know, go through your due process, get all your appeals. But when it gets to the end of the road, although we've come, that you should die right there, okay? And uh, I think anybody that doesn't agree with that may uh, side with pedophiles. Now, you can argue uh, that and one argument that I'm sure somebody intelligent like Rob will make is that there are a lot of people that are wrongfully convicted of these type of crimes, and we know that is true. So part of this does require the law to be right, when we know that nine times out of 10, the law is wrong, maybe five times. I don't know. So I, I'd be willing willing to entertain like what, what people think about it. But I do think people who are convicted of that you show there's proof of, you know, I come forward and say this person did it. There's evidence. You have DNA. Like the person should die because there's other problems when you don't kill them. Right. We end up paying for them for years. Taxpayer money is going towards housing these people while they live nasty little lives um and uh honestly i'm not gonna say that 
I'm, I'm not gonna say that. I was gonna say something, but I'm just not gonna say that. I'm gonna just move right along with from that point. But I do believe in it. Uh, what do y'all think? The only thing that I don't agree with with the new law is I feel like it should be higher than twelve, like the age, because like it's just like it caps at twelve down. I think it should be any age. Correct. I think it should change to any age or any type of child. There are people child. that play with babies. Yes. There's people that assault little babies. There's no, kids babies that are covered. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but. I'm 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 kind of on the opposite side. I think it's a slippery slope when we start imposing the death penalty on just willy nilly on things. Like I mentioned, you this. never heard me say oppose it on willy nilly. Well, I'm just saying I, I brought this up the Who other day. Who is willy nilly? I'm saying I brought this up the other day. <laughs> Donald Trump. Very publicly saying that he wants to impose the death, the death penalty for drug dealers. Like, is this going to now be the narrative for mm -hmm. cleaning anything up? We're just going to kill everybody. And for me, it's like <laughs> the hypocrisy of the Republican Party where they are the pro-life party, the, the Christian values party. But then for whatever they don't like, just kill them. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It doesn't work for me. And the my issue with, like, extending the age mm -hmm. for it. What happens in the instance, and this quite often happens to young black kids, where it's a 18-year-old and a 16-year-old who have a consensual sexual relationship, and then the parents are like, mm, I don't want my, my daughter with that boy, and then they get them convicted of molesting this kid. But I, I just think you have to be careful. It's a slippery slope. When I think kids. there are different definitions of sex crimes, right? Like you pee in front of a school, you're not a pedophile, but if you're exposing yourself to children, that's pedophile. But you still end up on the registry list, right? Mm -hmm. I think, just to be very clear, the distinction between selling drugs and raping or molesting a child or a woman or a man are two completely different things. Let's be very clear. Drugs affect what community the most? Black and brown. We know that. Where did the drugs come from? Some arguably said the government pushed them into our communities. And we know we put more money into jails than we do into mental health because jails are an extension of slavery and you get a lot of free labor. We know that. Mm -hmm. So we know that there's like systemically just a whole bunch of problems. And if you don't know, y'all are just listening to Sexy Red and completely unplugged from what's happening. <laughs> By the way, her pussy's not pink. <laughs> I that did sex not Y'all better go, anyway, go to Twitter. X. But no, <laughs> let, let's think about this, right? Um, there are all these issues and it is very complicated, but I do believe in... I do believe that the death penalty should be an option. There are some people should that should just not exist, right? We know Charlie Charles right. Manson killed a bunch of people. We Jeffrey know Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer killed and ate a bunch of gay men. We just know, like, going on and on, a Ted Bundy, there's so many people uh, that have committed heinous crimes. And I think that um, it's easy for Trump to say, I think drug dealers or people who do drugs should be put to death because you know that means then you're going to do a, a ethnic cleansing because mm -hmm. you're going to go into black and brown communities and just slaughter everybody, right? Um, but I think that who, what race is the race that, I mean, what ethnicity does the most molestation? And... If we follow this law, I think Ron DeSantis is low-key telling us he wants Trump to die. Because Trump said, I grab him by the pussy. Mm -hmm. Be interesting to see what you guys think. Leave comments about that. All right. Um, next. I love her. Kelly Rowland. Isn't Kelly Rowland like the perfect chocolate? Mm -hmm. And she's such a graceful girl. You can tell her and Beyonce were really close. Because almost if you close your eyes and hear them talk, they sound the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, but we don't hear Beyonce talk anymore. I think somewhere somebody <laughs> said Beyonce's not allowed to do interviews, right? They must have. She's yeah. barely done them. No, but when she used life. to do interviews, she was country, and she, she was, was honest to a T. 
and she was letting everybody know my gift is not public speaking it is singing performing and, and like that's... and she does what she does the best and the shade would come out it would come out in she, those interviews. She's a black girl from Houston. <laughs> what I love the most is that most of her interviews where she was being shady, it was checking people for shading Kelly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's a girl's girl. And that's what one thing I love about her is, you know, sometimes you'll see people say they stand for this or stand for that, but then you'll look, mm -hmm. if you look long enough, that veil will crack. With Beyonce, she's been consistent. Yeah. Uh, I saw a video online yesterday where Monique, the comedian, you know, who has the Oscar, actress and comedian Monique. What? What? That wasn't shade. Okay. Wait a minute. So <laughs> this is the problem I have. Every time I say something, it is not shady. Why? What, what, what did you I think it was the cadence of how you said it. What? It was the tone. Like, you know, the one who has an Oscar. Like, it just sounded like that. It just gave like a little- She has a little, an Oscar though. It just gave like a splash of shade, right? Okay. I think you guys are-, are Listening with shady ears. We're just ears. used it to was it. We're thinly just, veiled in shade. Yeah. No, it was I, okay. Let me be clear on my intention. There was no shade intended there. I was saying the actress. I could have said actress and comedian, actress and comedian, and Oscar winner. But I'm tired. Yeah. Blueface <laughs> is coming to do a show. Do you know how much energy I have to say for that? Okay. No, I'm, I'm saying anyway. She does have an Oscar. She don't use it that much because you know she got into all the fight with Oprah and told Oprah to suck her dick. But you know they anyway moving right along. I saw a clip online where Monique was uh, giving Beyonce her flowers at the BET Awards. Remember when she used to host the BET Awards? She mm -hmm. she would open up with a Beyonce number. Beyonce was sitting there. You know, Beyonce don't come anymore because she's too big. And BET's, it's not, it's not what it used to be. You know, Beyonce, she'll fly in a video or maybe like send gift bags or stuff. But like, she doesn't go to the BET Awards anymore. And the last time Rihanna was there, remember she kind of slapped. She she did something to mm -hmm. Stephen Hill, like mm -hmm. right yeah. as it cut to her. Yikes. Definitely going to ask her about that when she comes on the show. <laughs> hey, Ree. Well, um, Monique was giving Beyonce her props and saying, like, you're the real deal. Because when I said, you're going to go far, you said, we're going to go far. Meaning she told her as an individual she was going to be big. And uh, and Beyonce said, we, uh, meaning her and the girls. So I, I don't know. I just I, I love, love Beyonce and I love mm -hmm. Kelly. And also, I love the fact that Kelly could stand on her own two feet. Mm -hmm. You know, Kelly was a big international star before i think before beyonce really became a big international star not to say that beyonce was never big but there was an era where it was kelly beyonce was reigning queen here and kelly had her music over there mm -hmm. and the music market in europe is different than the music market in the united states and kelly was doing her thing and she's been able to stand her own two feet and i feel like every time that people interview her they ask her about it's all about beyonce or mm -hmm. shading her about standing mm -hmm. her shadow or something like that and kelly i think has done a great job of clapping back in her own way well She's now in the news because there's this old saying that it takes a village to raise a kids. And I'm not sure if we still believe that. Recently, Kelly Rowland revealed how Nipsey Hussle's parenting advice inspired her to instill integrity in her two sons that she shares with her husband, Tim Weatherspoon. Now, let me show you a picture of the family. Uh, this is Tim, the two kids, and Kelly. They are a beautiful chocolate family. Um, and Tim is also, those of you that don't know, Tim is also her manager. Did y'all know that? I didn't know mm -mm. that. Tim was at the- I saw him. The event that I left earlier. Yep. You know what though? I feel like sh put a pin in this. Showing up for an event, being seen, saying hello, is support. Mm -hmm. You don't it have is. to stay the Period. whole time. You were in the room. I was in the room. You didn't have to stay until the I left curtains the room. closed. You walked the carpet. I walked the carpet. I didn't do any interview. Yeah. I took pictures, and then I he power walked to the carpet. It's support. It's I didn't support. even look at the interviewers. I just shot, shot, shot. 
He put his glass on and said, come on. (laughs) I was there. Uh, Well, anyway, speaking with Parents Magazine for their Black Joy issue, the former Destiny's Child singer credited the late L.A. rapper and said, I wanted my boys to have integrity, and I got that from Nipsey Hussle. It's amazing to me that he would talk to his kids about making the right decision, even when no one is watching. And that was everything. Nobody knows how much, how hard you have to work, but you do it because you love it. And I want them to be the kind of men who are proud of themselves. That's really important to me, being good decision makers. Now, while Kelly took the advice from Nipsey, uh, a pair of football coaches in Atlanta went viral for telling... So should we get into the Kelly piece and then go into that? Well, I don't know. What do you guys think of that? I mean, it's great that she's, one, giving props to Nipsey Hussle, who was a great father and a great mm-hmm. uh, boyfriend with Lauren London, but also just a great representation for the black culture and black community. And then also, I think what she's doing is showing that the black family is not what TV and movies may often make them look like, and that the uh, news that you hear or the headlines you hear uh, around the country about black kids or black kids being killed by police officers or arrested or this or that, 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 that's not all of who we are, and that black families are raising their kids with mm-hmm. values of having integrity and being good people. What do you think about her sharing that and how, the importance of using her platform to do it? I just think it's refreshing to see kids like kids highlighted that aren't just the kardashian kids like doing tiktoks or like stuff like that like it's nice to or see like people off. that part <laughs> it's just nice and refreshing to see like integrity morals values and i love kelly as a mom i wish she was my mom and i love her homage to nipsey yes kelly Rowland, she's that girl kelly Rowland's black so she can adopt me <laughs> i can be her albino daughter so now all black kids have foster parents no, she can be my parent. Oh, so white kids have foster parents. Yeah. Why is everything here race? I know. <laughs> That's a question for but, me. Yeah. What do you think, Rob? I love it. I think this makes me love Kelly Rowland even more, which is hard to do because I think she's just perfection. But I really do think it's important for us as a community to start remembering like that we don't have to do things by ourselves and we should like trust in other people who've done it before us, take advice from others and not feel shame in that and like really, you know, work to create a solid, beautiful environment for the children that are coming. Right mm-hmm. now. I think it's great. Kelly Rowland says she's coming on the Jason Lee show. We're waiting. So I'm going to email Tim actually today to uh, remind him of that. But, you know, I have to tell you, when Kelly comes here, wait wait till y'all see that skin because we got the best lighting uh, in in the business. She is beautiful. She smells good. She's so sweet. And she's such a nice person. I I can't wait to be able to honor her. And I I think that's great Mm -hmm. that she's using her platform to have this conversation. Well, while Kelly took advice from Nipsey, a pair of football coaches in Atlanta went viral for teaching their young players how to tie a tie, helping turn helping turn the boys into young men. Another example of other adults around our kids helping instill values and bring them up. Now, did we all have positive figures like this growing up? I can tell you I didn't. I was in foster care. Um, are you laughing at foster care no. kids? What was funny about that? I said, I'm in foster care and you laugh. What's funny? Johnny, cut this out. No. Every foster kid is waiting for your answer. What was funny about that? It's nothing funny, but it's just funny how you always bring it to darkness. We're talking about something so positive. You're like, oh, I didn't. I'm not bringing it to darkness. Sorry for telling you that I had a dark childhood. I wrote a whole book about it. It's called God Must Have Forgotten About Me. And he forgot about my mentors because I didn't have any until later. And then that one died of AIDS. So, yes, I've had a dark life. I'm sorry. 
But I'm not sorry. That's my experience. That's the truth. A lot of our lived experiences, but what I think is great is that there are a lot of people I meet who don't come from communities like I came from. And a lot of you have logged in and you see me and you see the watch and the show and this and that. But like the lived experience I've had did not, it wasn't all this, right? And a lot of people that I talk to and why I love the work that we're doing at the Hollywood Cares Foundation and reaching out to kids and, you know, those moments that we had with some kids, people don't have mentors mm -hmm. and people don't have examples of how to uh, commune. Now, I will tell you, recently I had an event in Stockton where I had a moment with a kid who was trying to troll me, you know, little Faison. You know, you want to be famous, Faison? <laughs> well, here go your 15 minutes. Faison tried me, asked me if I'd take a bath. You mean I'd take a bath? And I had to mentor him in the way that I feel some kids need to be mentored. Take a look. Like, I'm very big on hygiene. Like, you'll never catch me slipping. I don't care even if I roll out of bed, like, I'm gonna roll right into that bathroom. Did I brush my teeth? Did I brush my teeth? First of all, we started with the teeth. Then I've combed my hair, I've taken a shower, put on deodorant, I got cologne, I got lotion. I'm very well kept. Excuse me? Did you? Okay, let me say this, because I could tell you're a little spicy. What's your name? Faison? Faison, I have a doctorate degree in reading. I could read you for filth, and you wouldn't even know you're being read. So you don't want that. I made millions of dollars doing what you're trying to do, but good luck. You know what I mean? Keep it up. You might get there. No, no, no. I like that, because he's like what I used to be, you know what I mean? Like when I'm practicing, you're gonna be all right, you're gonna be good, but you gotta turn it from a hobby into a career. Cause see, I used to read for free, but then now I make millions of millions. You can't pay me to do it for free, you know? Cause while you was talking to me about my hygiene, I was gonna take that cap off and let we have a real conversation. <laughs> but you know, I, fuck, I, I mean, I, I mess with you. I mean, I, you the homie, you the homie. Watch it, watch. It was funny. He was a little spicy. Faison gonna grow up to be a little me, okay? Uh, but no, did you guys have people mentoring you, or did you? What was your experience? Yeah, I I, I did come up in an environment where my parents put us in in circumstances where we had other adults around us who were um, positive role models for us. And I think one thing that I do love about the the, the coaches teaching these kids to tie the tie. I like seeing that as opposed to glorifying mm -hmm. these kids punching teachers in the classroom mm -hmm. um, because teachers and educators deal with so much and there are a, 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 a crop of them are, that are very good and that do care. So I like showing that side of it more than the teachers getting beat up by students because mm -hmm. there's, there's, more, there's more happening out there than that. I did too. I had a lot of like aunts and uncles and I always spent my summers in the villages, in the streets <laughs> of Croatia. So I had I had a lot of people and they weren't always family members. So I feel like it's just important to have people who want to like help take turns like raising so you can like learn different perspective from your kids. Like I don't have any kids, but I always wonder, like I have no family in LA. So I'm like, do I want to have a family in LA? Because who's going to help? You going to watch my kid? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll help. I'll help. No, I, I, but I'll, I'll even tell you, like, you know, I always get asked, are you going to have kids? Do you want to have kids? And you guys have seen the show. I asked Cardi to be the godmom. I asked Rihanna. I asked Floyd and all this jokingly. And they've all said yes. Because I, I think they all think I'm a joke. They all think <laughs> they I'm a joke. They don't think it's going to happen. So you show like. up with them kids. You went to a comma. And then I'm going to be like, Re, uh, you know what I mean? Like, come on. Uh, where's that fun for that, that graduation? Okay. 
No, but I mean, uh, I think they think it's a joke. But then now I'm talking to somebody who has a kid and we're talking about step parenting. And I was like, that's a real conversation because then you have to really be a step parent. Mm -hmm. You can't be the, hey, just take some money and go to, mm -hmm. you know, uh, GameStop or whatever the kids do where they go jump around all day and play games. Because even then there are people there waiting to molest your kids, waiting mm -hmm. to steal your kids, waiting to teach your kids wrong. And I feel like if you let video games or people in the community raise your children, then when they grow up to be serial killers, it's still on you. Mm -hmm. uh, is that dark? <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer was raised by somebody. I'm just saying. Definitely was. Definitely now, was. if you had a kid that you was growing up to be a, 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 a serial killer, would you euthanize it? Abortion. <laughs> <laughs> Maria. If the fact I was... that you're laughing at foster care and abortion is so crazy. First of all, I'm not laughing at abortion. I'm, I'm laughing at if I was pregnant with a serial killer. Well, like you wouldn't, all, know. you wouldn't punch know, me in the stomach. No, but you wouldn't know if the kid is kicking you in the stomach that it's going to be a serial killer. I'm saying if you're raising a kid and they start uh, killing little Timmy birds starts and cats. killing cats and <laughs> fucking because I w I was in a group home. Oh no! With a kid named Neil, and I remember we used to have lots of chickens and horses. We lived, it was a ranch: chickens, horses, cats, dogs, this and that, and the cats would have kittens and then all of a sudden the kittens would like come up missing. One day I went to a shed. I never told this story. I have so many stories. Opened up the shed and there were cats hanging from shoestrings. No, there were not. He he was hanging them off. Oh, that's sick. This was my roommate. That's a Neil. little serial killer. Little white boy, had his little hat with his little jacket and his little Wrangler jeans and he used to be walking around looking like he would kill you. Oh, and then when he would no. fight with you, he would say, I'll kill you. He was hanging all the kittens in the fucking shed. Do we know where he is now? Yeah. Hopefully euthanized. I don't know. <laughs> but do you think like when you, if you're raising a kid that's 12, 13, 10, and you start to see like they're doing these things, do you believe they should be put to sleep? Well, that Or mental health? Because, you know, people think like, like the vice president of the United States, Pence, thought you can shock people into being straight. Mm. You can't shock nobody into mm -hmm. being straight. No. You ain't gonna shock nobody into not killing unless sure. you putting that shock thing around their head and turn the voltage all the way up. Well, that's what happened in that show, Dexter. He was a little kid. He was was it Dexter? Dexter. He was a killer. He was a, he was killing animals as a as a young age, and, and then his dad taught him like just kill bad people if you're gonna kill. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer was killing animals yep. at a young age with his father. Oh yeah, and, and Jeffrey ended Dahmer up too. Eating people's dicks, right? Like not the way that. <laughs> I think that, that if you see that trait in your child, they they need to be put into if a your dog where had parvo, not a threat to the community. Would you would put it down. You could. If no. you saw your dog had an illness or was not going to be well, you mm -hmm. could put it to sleep. Why are we afraid? Why are we afraid to have this real conversation? I'm asking right now. You see your kid as a serial killer in the making. Send them out. Should you have? Should a parent parent have the right to put them to sleep? No. Not why? sleep. No, because it's a it's a, a human life that should have the opportunity to turn it. They they can turn them. They can be. I would hope it can be fixed, but I don't think that person should just be turned loose so into you're society. In your, you wait. You're in your house, going to sleep. Every oh, they night, wouldn't be in my house with Neil down the hallway, who's <laughs> hanging cats. And right. you know Neil's looking at you at the dinner table like, "Bitch, when you go to sleep, I'm going to kill you." Hold on. You mean to tell me? You wouldn't find a way somewhere to take Neil to take a nap? No. I would not have Neil take a dirt nap. I would not do that. <laughs> Ask Chrissy Teigen. 
would say, I would not have Neil take a dirt nap. Chrissy Teigen did not say she would give her. That was Bobby Lights. No, no, she told she, the woman told on the Twitter woman to online take a dirt nap. Yeah. I love Chrissy Teigen. But <laughs> Chrissy Teigen's had kids pass away, so I want to be clear. Oh, well, yeah. I was talking about what she said to the woman on Twitter. Not that. I love Chrissy Teigen. And John you know what's so crazy with all these cameras in here? They're catching everybody's reaction as we're talking. And I don't know if we're like present enough to realize that because like you, Johnny, catch it. Go ahead. <laughs> I was saying I would I would not euthanize my child. I would put them in a circumstance where they are not in my home, but they're getting the attention so and the treatment the that they need. So move the killer to a group home where yeah, he can kill Not a group people. home, like a facility where they, they might have to medicate. But then but then aren't you going to miss little... Why giant? I... <laughs> Oh Lord, Johnny, did you hear that? Okay, <laughs> why you say little Johnny? Hey, <laughs> isn't it crazy that we're having this conversation while Blueface is in the other mm -hmm. room waiting? Can he hear us, Johnny? Okay, yeah, go turn it on for him. All right, well, you know, um, I think we should revisit this legislature. I think Rob DeSantis should add Ron DeSantis. So Rob takes a shot at Johnny and then you take a shot at Rob. He needs what to add child. He needs to add Neil put the mic down? and all the child killers <laughs> to the list of child rapists and kill them all. Period. <laughs> I would just say this. And I'm not saying any names, but I think this should be retroactive. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's move along. Help us. Let's move along. Everybody knows that I'm oh. talking to somebody right now. And although Blueface is in another room, it's a crip, but it's not him. <laughs> and someone look at, I've said this, like, if you look on paper, people would say this person is not right for me. And if you look at his paper and you look at me, people would say I'm not right for him, right? Because we're very different. Opposites have attracted. My question is, do you believe that opposites attract? Now, we have one as an example that we'll put up here. Janet Jackson and <laughs> they're wrong for that picture. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is just a mess. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Out of all the photos to represent this. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite inside and out <laughs> um have you are you guys done yet mm -hmm. <laughs> what is that, <laughs> what is that? Who put this picture y'all? That's so shady. Oh. Is we wrong? know who put it. Wait, what is wrong with y'all? <laughs> these photos. Who picked these photos? Is that Ariella? <laughs> oh, God. The shade. Put the photo back. I don't see the shade. <laughs> That's so bad. Okay. I have not said, okay, I just want to say for the record, I haven't said anything. I, I was talking about me and Crit Bay. I don't know how. Oh. 
First of all, Jermaine, let me give you a flower. <laughs> Nigga, you got Janet Jackson. Period. Period. Miss Jackson, if you nasty. And this girl loved him. Now, this clip gonna go viral, but y'all just laughed at Jermaine. <laughs> Let me first start Come by on. saying. That was a setup. You, see, put the picture back. Oh, you would look at this oh picture and you would say that they don't belong together. He's short, she's tall. <laughs> She's Janet Jackson, he's Jermaine Dupree. She comes from a, a legacy of the Jackson family and he's so, so deaf. Jermaine Dupree is a successful mm -hmm. businessman, icon, producer, music maker. She's an amazing artist, icon, legend, whatever. Both respectfully, highly successful. He just got honored at that event that we went to and he's been in music for decades. I mean, crisscross, TLC, Escape, on and on and on and on. Jermaine Dupri, he's an icon. Now, why were you guys laughing? Because for me, it was just the photo select. Yes. It was just weird. And I would much rather see like a genie or a Jeezy type of thing, but it's that just took it's me the out. the crop ins of the photo. Yeah. The way it was done. It was the zoom in. It was with done the shady. It was done shady. It wasn't us being shady. We were reacting to the shade. There was, but there are many pictures. But of see, I think the point like I'm trying to make is that optically, we we throw shade to what it looks like, right? Yes. So, for example, a straight man, perceivably straight, being with somebody who is perceivably gay or gay, whatever, is wrong because it, 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 like we invoke reaction to things that just don't seem or feel right. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I think all of us on here, and I know you, Rob, for sure, we're all hopeless romantics. We want to be in love. We want that that thing that makes the most sense mm -hmm. to us. Now, put that picture back up. Rob, you can look at it. Why is it cropped? And who is that? No, mean? it don't. Khalees, I don't know. Look, but does it not make sense? Does this not make sense to you? Uh, it, it, I, I don't judge relationships from the outside and i don't assume that like a person who's tall and thin can't be with a person who's short and heavy set like i don't I, I don't i don't look at those situations and go they shouldn't be together because i'm a person personally who can see myself being with someone who is opposite in some ways like white oh god <laughs> i was waiting. yes i don't have an issue with dating outside of my race i also you said that you would date somebody who was had you said you oh god but this this speaks to I think how amazing of a person you are because I could tell you you're more amazing than I am. You know where I'm gonna go. Oh yeah, yeah. He said he would date somebody who had HIV. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. And that there's no shade because I don't have the capacity. Because they're at to this be point, there at this point there yeah at this point I feel like there there's medication and treatment there's ways around it I do not have it but I would be open to dating someone who did. And we have a friend who was Jamal Sims, who was on Facebook, openly talked about, did an interview where he's he's a choreographer, very famous choreographer, good friend of mine, love him to death, love him down. He's in a relationship with somebody who is openly HIV positive mm -hmm. and they have a beautiful relationship and they love each other. And I mean, he for him, when he first posted, when they first posted about it, I was like, oh my God, Jamal, you know, because I, I thought, you know, mm -hmm. and, and HIV is not a death sentence anymore. Yeah. But 
But the stigma is so great. Just like somebody would look at this and say, that that's, that's a stigma. Janet Jackson, whatever. But remember, Janet Jackson also um, allegedly, allegedly let Bobby Brown bump them guts, too. Y'all saw the BET special. I was at the premiere when <laughs> Whitney was fighting with him because Bobby was having sex with Janet Jackson. Did you know that? Oh, you haven't. Does that, the world that? was that? the best BET. That was the best BET, the new edition movie. <laughs> <laughs> or the Bobby Brown story. One of the, I think it was Bobby Brown's the best one that they did. Shout out to Robbie Reed and everybody at BET. I ain't gonna lie now. You get programming like that, I'm gonna tune in. But yeah, he was having sex in a hotel with Janet Jackson and she was in love with me. He threw her out. What? Bobby Brown threw her out. So now we see Janet as the problem because Janet picks all these different opposites that attract to her but mm -hmm. don't necessarily are the best for her. Well, anyway. Uh, by the way, I do think that Janet Jackson and Jermaine Dupri are soulmates. So you believe in soulmates? Do I believe in soulmates? Mm -hmm. Are you with yours? Mm -hmm. You believe that? Mm -hmm. Okay. I believe in soulmates. I believe, I believe in, soulmates, though. I believe in the person that I met. Okay. Some would say that my first ex, who's still my best friend in 20 years, is my soulmate because we're still best friends and all that. I don't believe he's my soulmate. I believe that we shared a moment and an era that can never be duplicated. And mm -hmm. now we have a special friendship. And I and I honor our what we've experienced together in being friends. But I don't see it for him like that. And he don't see it for me. And he's happily married, thank God. Because if he wasn't, he'd be knocking my door down. You'd tell me, you know, you'd be over there trying <laughs> to get it. But he's truly my best friend now. I do believe like the person I'm talking to now, if I look back all the different people that I've been involved with sexually and talking to over the last eight years, which has been a fucking lot. Um, I do feel different about this person mm -hmm. for reasons outside of what I would normally be attracted to. Mm -hmm. Because for me, my issue has always been being attracted to people based on just how they look. Right. Like you have no substance. You could have no substance, but if you were fine and you had abs and you had free time to get on that flight, you was getting that flight. This is different. You know what I mean? So um, I don't know. But a new study is claiming that scientifically opposites do not attract. And apparently couples are more likely to be similar than different. Now, this new study is showing that while we thought couples like Jermaine and Janet, who you both laughed at for minutes... <laughs> It's just that picture. It's not that. Or Nick photo. Cannon and Mariah or Sharon mm -hmm. A.E. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, heard AD has a big, I heard A.E. has a big dick, though. And Nick Cannon I, mm -hmm. has a big dick. Jermaine? I don't feel like Nick Cannon and Jermaine is giving me. Opposite. Jermaine is giving me, like, doesn't have the looks. He's giving me a grower, not a shower. He's giving me don't want to see it, but he's giving me, like, he was dicking her down. Anyway. I don't. I don't see Nick Cannon and Mariah Carey as opposites. I don't. I don't see what. What is the opposite in the relationship? I, I don't think, see that either. Yeah. I don't think this is a great example. Uh, Ariella did that. Um, A. E. and and Cher. We know what that, that is. That's given. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> why we thought couples like Jermaine Dupri, Janet Jackson, Nick Cannon, Mariah Carey, or even Cher and A. E. or Blueface and Krishan. Um, or possible opposites attracting. Turns out that they may have all had a lot in common. Show them all again. Besides Janet and Jermaine wearing the same suit. Nick and Mariah holding on to each other for dear life. Knowing it was not going to work. And A.E. looking like. Girl, you got a whole lot of money. I don't know. Jackpot.
Either way, experts are saying that the power of animal magnetism has brought countless couples together. But when it comes to who we fall for, there's little truth to the old saying opposites attract. Now, according to the new study on romantic relationships, experts are revealing that for more than 80% of traits analyzed, like political views, drug habits, and the age at which people first had sex, partners were often remarkably similar. Specifically, the data has shown that uh, between 82 and 89% of traits examined were similar among partners with 3% raking is substantially different. Now, Tanya Horowitz, a human behavioral, uh, behaviorist and PhD student at the University, University of Columbia, uh, says birds of a feather are indeed more likely to flock together. I will say that like the person I'm talking to now, who is a openly known and documented gang member, if you look at where my life is right now, you would say, we don't, we're opposite. But if you look at where I grew up mm -hmm. and how I was raised and what I feel the most safe around and the most comfortable with is those people. Mm -hmm. I feel now, not the element when we're in Atlanta and traveling <laughs> around the country and we don't know you. We had, I don't feel comfortable around them. But when I grew up in the hood, we didn't feel comfortable around the sides of towns that we didn't know either. I feel safer with this person sense of security but i also am gravitating towards a person that doesn't care about all the things that jason lee has now and that that's that normality mm -hmm. where i don't want some to be with somebody famous i couldn't see myself walking a red carpet with another celebrity who has its own thing going on while i got my own thing going on mm -hmm. i want to show up and support you at your job hopefully it's a business that we, we own together <laughs> and you show up and support me at mine but i don't want to you know i don't know um you and your man he's in entertainment Mm -hmm. You're in entertainment. Mm -hmm. So you both have similar ambitions for the same industry. Mm -hmm. But but are you guys opposite? Complete opposite. I feel like I have to bring the horoscopes into it. But I'm a big like fire sign. I'm crazy. I'm outgoing. And he's a water sign. So he's like awkward, shy. Not awkward, but he's just like more in his show. And that like is how we gel. Because I used to date people like me crazy. And we would just be too fiery. Mm -hmm. So I need someone... Like in my household, I am the Beyonce and he is the Michelle, <laughs> respectfully. Michelle? Correct. First of all, oh. can, can we just agree oh. to stop? Okay, first of all, <laughs> first of all, I don't believe in domestic violence, but you would get your ass kicked coming <laughs> home to that shit. And could we agree to stop putting shade, stop shading Michelle? You would have been calling me Farah. But Farah never really counted, <laughs> right? Almost doesn't count. <laughs> so okay, I know, well, you know, so I, I, know I saw to. No, Jason. Let me see, can I say this to the audience? We're going to get back to this, though. I know we're all over the place. I really do not try to be shady. I really don't. And mm -hmm. I really feel like, and I had a meeting the other day with somebody who's very well respected in the industry. And after he looked at everything, he doesn't really know me like that. We see each other every day at the gym, but he doesn't really know me. He looked at everything and he said, you're not shady. You literally are just honest. You're real. And this is an industry where, like, <laughs> you're feared because you're not, this is not the norm and it's not acceptable you're not in the ecosystem, so you're too free. Your thought is like not fitting in any box or circle, and this is scary. But that's why you say facts when you say, I'm not shady, the truth. Yeah, the truth is, is what it is. The truth is what it is. And sometimes my delivery delivery is sharp, but because it, it doesn't come out with the idea like it's if I filtered. say this, you know, but what I was going to say was, um, I've always thought that, yeah, Michelle can sing, but I always thought she was just, she was just like a third will that made sense to harmonize, but really like yeah, we yeah. could do without her. Now, um, but she's loyal to the girls and she's loyal to Beyonce and Beyonce is a girl's girl and that's why she's loyal to her. Now I will say, there's people like Tanache who I criticize all the time. Now Tanache is a pretty girl. She has a lot of issues. Mm -hmm. She doesn't, she didn't dress well at the VMAs and she doesn't really have any good music these days, but I feel like she has a lot of potential. But I saw her recently and I, I was so nervous 
because I've talked about her so much that should I have gone over to her and said, hey, girl, hey. No. No? No. Why? Because leave it at that. No, but if I go to her and say, let me help you, or. It's no helping that. Or if I see Jennifer Hudson, like I saw her at the vice president's house, shouldn't I? Because I love Jennifer Hudson. I have a picture of Jay Hud in Chicago mm-hmm. with Kim Kardashian mm-hmm. and Tiffany. Remember mm-hmm. at the um, Bulls game? Um, uh, Wakanda, what's his name? Chadwick took the photo. I did not know that. Which they drugged me for because I, I put I gave him photo credit when he, after he died. I reposted and gave him photo credit. They were like, <laughs> "How dare you disrespect <laughs> Tashala?" I'm like, Tashala was a character. And I'm actually acknowledging exactly. that he took a photo that I really liked, mm-hmm. even though I was fat and I was wearing a sweater because I couldn't afford, I couldn't fit. Really I mean, that's disrespectful. But I like Jennifer Hudson. I really do. Like I love her when she sings. I loved the tribute she did for Whitney. I love her personality. I loved her interview where she talked about her family who died because I lost family. Like I love her as a singer. I hate her as a talk show host. I think she's boring. You know, Lunell says she was illiterate. We put that in the last podcast, but in case you didn't see it, look. First of all, Adelaide has everything that we should love about her. She has a great voice. She's been an underdog. She had a family slider. We should love all that. But she's a little bit illiterate. And no. she, yeah. <laughs> oh my and, God, I gotta go, you guys. And the views expressed by Lunel. Her, her personality is boring. She boring. You said she's illiterate. A little illiterate. Oh my God. Next you ever listen to her? Uh, no. And her theme song sounds like and this. Missionary Church. Wait, wait, well, hold on, hold on, wait. Don't knock that Drake over. Y'all don't, at least. Y'all okay. my ass, Lunel, don't have no cup on that table. <laughs> you broke it. Yeah, you did break it, Lunel. Okay, look, look, wait. One- See, <laughs> Lunell said that, not me. But I just feel like being honest these days makes you unpopular. Mm-hmm. It, it's sort of like Billy Porter. Girl, you sitting up in 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 Starbucks with your leg crossed, reading the book nobody cares about, looking like you just dug yourself out of garbage bin. And here I am begging you to come and talk about your pathetic music that nobody black listens to because you're too busy serving up and propping up whiteness. That you tell me you're gonna come on the show only to pass me off to a white publicist who doesn't care about any nigglets trying to help your struggling ass music career. Then you talk about losing a home because of a strike that was probably unavoidable but nonetheless you want us to give a fuck what we didn't like you didn't care about our show now if i say that i'm messy right now we know he has hiv and he's a big hiv aids advocate and he's doing a lot for our community and we love that but i don't take attacks at his immune system i don't talk about how he caught it i mean you know i don't know what he did to get it but it doesn't matter because that's nothing i would ever attack because of how i know that impacts our community and black women like Tasha Kay, who keeps saying everybody has it when she knows she's actually the the representation of the people the most affected. By the way, she's ugly too. But that's an opinion. Only only my observation. Um <laughs> I just don't understand why we live in a world where people just can't be honest. You know? No, I I think that because everybody laughed at that photo. But everybody will say we're messy for doing it on camera. I, right? No, literally the reason why I let you guys laugh for so long is because I knew I was going to build him up and say he's phenomenal and I said all that, but I knew that, I didn't even see the photo by the way, Ariella, (laughs) girl, you the reason why I get ran down on in these streets. Tried it. Because Ariella produces everything, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, I knew that that, that's everybody's reaction right now, seeing it, but to say it is messy, right? Messy. Again, I think there is some truth to you know, 
the truth is messy sometimes. Uh, the delivery is entertaining, but I don't think you should be uncomfortable living in the truth and still being, mm -hmm. and I don't think people should be uncomfortable hearing an opinion or perspective that is adverse to what they want to hear. So if you don't think the Jennifer Hudson show is good and you give that opinion, I don't think that that should be um, the catalyst for her never speaking to you. No, but not one, one, okay. We're at the vice president's house. Now this is like when you're moving around like your homeboy's house or my house, you just had Jason house. You're, you're at the vice president's right. house. Like mm -hmm. it's all presidential. The napkins got this thing on it. There's a flag that put the vice president. The service is immaculate. There's police everywhere. Now, mind you, it was like love and hip hop. I know I'm moving away. Take this picture down because I don't, I don't want laughter. Okay. So I go in the tent. Jeezy's right here. And then I turn and Common's right here with Jennifer Hudson. And I'm like, but she's literally looking at every single person in the room and looks around me as if I'm not there. And I know it's because she had to have heard me. Drag her for film. Not dragging, telling my truth, and letting Lunell. Y'all remember what Lunell said? If you forgot, look. First of all, and Jay like Hunt has everything support each other. that we should love about her. She has a great voice. She's been an underdog. She had her family slaughtered. We should love all that. But she's a little bit illiterate. And no. she, yeah. Oh my and, God, I gotta go, you guys. And the views expressed by Lunell. Her, her personality is boring. She boring. You said she's illiterate. Little illiterate. Oh my God. Next you ever listen to her? Uh, no. And her theme song sounds like and this. Missionary too. Church. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, wait. Don't knock that Drake over. Y'all at least. Y'all okay. my ass, Lunell, don't have no cup on our table. <laughs> you broke it. Yeah, you did break it, Lunell. Okay, look, table. look, wait. And then I go outside, she, like I had to walk by her and there was literally this much room and I'm like sliding behind her. She didn't even look at me. The whole, Common speaking to me, hugging me. Common showed me lots of love and I love Common and we're gonna always have her. Cause Common ain't gonna be with her forever. Like he left Serena, like he left Tiffany, like he left every other famous girl that he dates, Erica Badu, Jennifer Hudson. Your show might get canceled before that relationship, but I don't know, it's 50-50, it just, I'm, but Common, I'm gonna be here for you cause the common denominator is you. <laughs> anyway, nigga, I love you. Um, no, but look, what I was like, <laughs> what, what'd I do? Anyway, so I'm sliding by and I slide by her and I'm like, oh, I didn't touch her. And I walk away and then I hit the corner and Karen Sybil standing right there. Oh. This was oh love, but I walked up to her and I said, how are you? She was like, how are you? I'm like, I'm fine. So when are we going to squash this? She was like, you're the one that keeps talking about me. I go, okay. So what's the hell of me? And she said, okay, that's the number right now. So I'm gonna sit down and talk to her. Cause I'm still waiting get... for that hammer to drop though. Which one? Cause you said it's gonna come. With her? Well, I guess, was that Clubhouse? Was that when it came? No, it came, but th there is another hammer. But I'm gonna meet with her and tell her what that hammer is and tell her I'm never gonna bring it up. Cause that hammer, if I drop that one, ain't no coming back. Ain't no coming back. Cause you thought Neil did something. That was, mm. but, but you know, part of this is that I wanna grow and grow past all my, you know, I saw a YouTuber last night that I don't like. Mm -hmm. And the other You lady. weren't there. No, yes, but you told me about that we lady. We don't need to say no names because this is not that. I forgot. She had an interesting But here's the deal. Here's the deal. No ill will. Mm -mm. No fit. An expired uh -huh. relationship is not a beef. Y'all mm -hmm. know I got a friend out there right now. I know we, y'all watching this show eating popcorn like they are off topic, but we are, <laughs> we are acting like we're in the room. A friend right now that I've known for years 
hanging out with somebody that I used to talk to who I really liked, who Rob told me, I don't like this person around you. I don't want this person in your life, who Rob tried to get them oh cut out. If it was survivor of the friendships, it was Rob trying to vote him off. But you know, when you have a heart and you care about people and you just want to give people chances because you believe in people, this is why he unfollowed me because this narrative. Well, he blocked me and <laughs> whatever. But the but the but the thing is, and this is not me bashing him because I would never say his name because you know there's no beef or nothing. But it's like, damn, like I feel disappointed. But that goes back to like I don't know. In that situation, were we really the same type of friend? Were we the really the same type of person? Yeah. When you're the one that's always giving, 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 and that person's always taking, 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 you're not. That's not an opposite attract. Mm -mm. That's a deficit. It's that, one sided. It's one-sided. I do feel it's like, going street. back to the topic at hand, you can be very different. Like, I'll say Crip Bay. I keep calling him Crip Bay because it's funny because I want people to meet him. But, Rob, you know mm -hmm. me for years. Mm -hmm. Do I like this person? Yes. A lot. More than but, again, I, th I think it's a this is a layered conversation, right? So, I think the, the Crip Bay situation, culturally, you guys share an understanding. So, like, I think... Like you're saying, you came from a certain environment. He understands that. So your perspective and your ex life experiences are very similar, I would say. So that's why I don't know. I don't know if I could date someone, for example, who's like a hardcore Republican whose views are completely different from mine or a person who doesn't understand what it means to be a person who walks around in black or brown skin. So there are like extreme differences in that way I couldn't do. But then on the flip side, like I could see... I don't think I could be with a person who's like, you know, super uh, shy in certain circumstances if I'm a person who's super shy in certain circumstances, because then we're never going to get anywhere. So I do think opposites in that way work. But if it's an extreme opposite, like politics or religion or the, your perspective on how you raise your children, I don't think those kinds of things will work. Let me use you as an example. This is why I think me and Rob are really good friends. We're very different. What? I'm no, no. But, but, but when we're together... And it's not, and our passions aren't taking over because we're both very passionate. He's passionate about acting. I'm passionate mm -hmm. about what I do. Um, when our passions take over, it's it's friction. It's not hate, and it's not jealousy, and it's not envy. It's not detest. It's not anything like that. Rob is in his process, mm -hmm. waiting on his turn. I'm in my process, taking my turn, but still feeling like I'm not there. But get reminded that I'm I'm there. Like so, it's different. It's, it, but it's it's but it's also very um, complimentary. What I will say is that. When we're together, I'm going to be the aggressive one. I'm going to be the mouthy one. He's going to be the uh, sound of, uh, what is it? The reason. voice of reason. Yeah. But when ain't no more voice left. <laughs> when ain't no more voice left. When the voice has been heard and said, and there just ain't no more reason, Rob bows out and lets me do me. <laughs> this is what I will say about Crip Bay. I love that I don't have to be that aggressive one mm. no more. He's aggressive in a different type of way. He's in like a, I'm going to. Get it, and I don't know if that's because he's a tourist. He's George. not afraid. Beyond not afraid, I you know I love his confidence. I put him in a group text with all my friends. Rob is in that group text, and mm -hmm. I said, "Oh yeah, meet his name." I almost said his name. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I do want to say his name. Um, and I said, "Meet so and so," and he says something, and somebody like try to like challenge him on some like gym type shit, and he was like, first of all, I will out pull up all of you in here." He said whatever he said, and then he left the group chat. I was like, "That that that." <laughs> Is what I would do, but I love that mm. I could sit back and I don't have to stand up for him mm -hmm. or fight. I like that, and but I'm learning that that doesn't make me a bitch. That doesn't make me less of a man. That makes me a lot more balanced. Mm -hmm. But in that opposite attract mm -hmm. kind of thing, where I would never, where 
I don't know if that's is that opposite though, because we're very similar in that way. No, but don't you feel like you can take a load off? Yes. Like, yeah, because he can match yes. your, he can carry the weight that you've been carrying. I feel like but isn't own. that where maybe opposites attract now? Mm -hmm. Meaning like we now can have opposite roles. Mm -hmm. Like we can be very similar, but now I don't have mm -hmm. to play that role anymore because I can relinquish Period. it to somebody else. Absolutely. Sort of the way uh, Latavia and Latoya relinquished their role to Michelle Hahn. <laughs> oh, can I just say this, by the way? This is a clip right here, and I'm gonna say this because Beyonce, I know you're somewhere dressed in Reynolds rap listening to me. <laughs> you better go on tour with Kelly, Michelle, Latavia, and Latoya. I need DC5. Don't bring Farah. You can put her over the merch program and she can carry the bags, but she cannot. The way you laughed at Jermaine and Jenna, I don't know you ain't laughing. <laughs> don't let. Don't let Farah on that tour bus. She can put airs in the tires. She can gas it up, but she can't go. But DC Five, wouldn't you want to see DC Five as a mm. on tour? I listen. Hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. They start with the early stuff. Hold on, listen. No, no, no. Then not you producing. Hold on, hold on. Show. Then Beyonce comes and does a little of Beyonce era. Then Kelly comes and does her little thing. One gospel song from Michelle. When Hold on, Jesus one. Say yes, no, because Kelly and Michelle are on that song. Oh. So she has to do one of her the own. Solos. Yeah, it's going to be very breathy and airy, but just that one song. <laughs> Maybe she can bring Kimberell out to hit a note. No, she's, she don't like the gays. We just had Renaissance. So then after that, then they come back. I'm a survivor. I'm a... Then they all come back together and do a Dream Girls moment. Wouldn't that be iconic? Iconic. It's never gonna happen, but it would be I kind. I, I love I when I they love came out at Coachella. Everyone gagged. Beyonce's not doing that. I'm calling Latavia today, who follows me, and I'm gonna reach out to Latoya Luckett, who likes me, and I'm gonna invite them on the Jason Lee show, and I'm gonna ask them. I love that. Okay. I just don't. They can Beyonce. They can face Beyonce. I don't. I don't know if they have her number. Uh, All right, <laughs> let's move on. Speaking of dating. Oh boy. <laughs> what is that? First of all, why is the topic interracial dating? But you have um, uh, K. Michelle and Terrell Owens. By the way, both K. Michelle and Terrell Owens are coming on the Jason Lee show. I just K. Michelle, we've already started locking in her date, right? She gave us a date, a yep. week. She gave us a weekend. And Terrell Owens, that candle. Honey. Terrell Owens. Okay, I ain't gonna lie. Terrell, y'all be sending me stuff, and I don't do nothing with it. I literally throw it away, or I give it away, or I just because I just I, I'm not a I don't I don't have the time to unbox things. I do have to unbox the. She was oh, yeah, in Miami, though. Mm -hmm. But Terrell Owens sent me some candles, and I'm a candle lover. I have candles all over my house, my office, my condo, everywhere. His candles smell really good. They smell oh, my God. Really right? They good. smell expensive. Do you want to take one home? Yes. No. No, you can't. No, you can't. You can take one. <laughs> no. You can take one home. Uh, but anyway, uh, I think the reason is K. Michelle recently opened up about her love for the idea of dating a white man, and she's saying that people should actually try it. Um, I'm a product of a interracial relationship. My mama was white, my daddy was black, my daddy had a wife, and my mom was a side bitch. They're both dead now. Um, and what? Do it's I, just do the I delivery. Just say things wrong? Your delivery is just hilarious on whatever. <laughs> just anything you say is. But is it wrong? Okay. No, it's not wrong. You know what's so crazy though? I have lived a life. Mm -hmm. uh, you've lived ten no, lives. No, no, no. I've lived a life. What? And honestly, I don't want to say things the way that people expect me to say them because I don't feel that way. Like, I don't feel like 
there's this kid on an app that I see go live and I see him get excited when I come in the room because he knows I'm going to gift him. It's on this app called Bego. He knows I'm going to gift him because he's a kid who's him and his mom. I think she's a single mom. The from Atlanta. We were in the car and you were giving him the spinning Yes. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So so I so I like gift him because I, I, I don't have a kid, but I like the idea of seeing kids' eyes light up. I never had that with my parents. I, my eyes never lit up for my dad because he never came over. He was with his wife and his kids. So I can't approach a conversation about my dad or my mom in a way that comes with maybe your experience. You've had your own journey with your parents and yeah. you have probably a different relationship with your parents. Some could say it's um, our ethnic backgrounds are different. Um, you're from a different country. There's different values in different countries mm -hmm. that are a lot better than America. And just to be quite honest, I'm not hating on America, but America's fucking ghetto. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and socioeconomic situations are different. You grew up in a two-parent household. I grew up in a struggling one-parent white mother in the 80s, raising two black kids who were by two black men who did not love her in the crack era. Like, different. So sometimes my delivery bill, you know, I try to make it entertaining and zhuzh it up with a little comedy, but I know even when I talk to my friends about their relationship with their parents, they be looking at me like, oh my God, mm -hmm. like, I think we had a conversation yesterday. We're going to get to this. We're all over the place. But <laughs> I know. This is a lot. This is, not, this is not a network show where we have to have structured segments. Okay. <laughs> By the way, Blueface and Jade and Alexis are in the other room. Are they what? Can they hear me, Johnny? Uh, no. Uh, I think we're not there yet. Oh, okay. Well, they're in the other room. So towards this function we can't really get to that I but i love blue face you know i love right. I have affection for crips and bloods by the way um we were talking yesterday about what wait yesterday oh family this is about family what were we talking about yesterday we were having a conversation yesterday when we were in there eating johnny do you remember can do you remember? It's had stemmed from us having different family. Oh, 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 yes. Thank you, Alexis. Thank you. <laughs> we were talking about Caitlyn Jenner and Chris Jenner. Take this away real quick. We'll be back to y'all in a minute. Caitlyn Jenner, that motherfucker came out basically saying, Chris, don't call them anymore and i and we were talking about like go away shoo like she was married to bruce and bruce died mm. bruce is dead bruce is dead. and y'all think i'm playing and just being messy like when you are a trans person that transitions that's called a dead name mm -hmm. bruce is dead her obligation was to bruce she ain't had no kids with caitlin mm -hmm. she didn't rub her pussy up against caitlin's she laid down with Bruce, who was on the weedy box like this. <laughs> and she popped that pussy for him and had them two little kids. Now, one don't look the way she was looked when she was born because she paid all that money to pump up everything, right? Suck, tuck, and plump. But uh, I, my thing was, why should they ever have to talk again? And you guys were fucking on my ass because they have kids. Well, those kids are fucking grown. And I said that when your kids grow up and they're grown, that's it. Shoot. You come together. You know, you guys, you, Caitlin had an idea. No, were you on my side more, right? 
you, oh, Alexis, you know, because she got family issues, you know, <laughs> daddy, mama, this and that. My, my family's still coming together and playing my birthday party. You grown as fuck, okay? You've lived a life. You've been married. Your husband killed your dog. You've been through real shit. Why do you care if your parents at your grown ass age, by the way, I love her mama. Hey, mama. Um, what, why do y'all need to talk? I don't feel a need. And the way I was saying it, you guys were looking at me crazy, but the reality is I never saw my parents together. So I don't understand why they ever needed to come together. What y'all gonna talk about? Why my name is some other nigga name on my birth certificate? Because that's the only thing I had an issue with. But you guys felt like there should be a reason why they co-parent. Yeah, I, look, I don't think that Chris Jenner should be calling Caitlyn just Kiki in on the phone. Like they don't need to have that relationship. And if that's what Caitlyn is looking for, then she's confused. But I do think that- <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner's confused? Wow, we're, we so already know that. Crazy. But I, But I do think that you know, if Kylie has a dinner party at her house, there should be a circumstance where the grandchildren don't have to see the like infighting and the drama between the divorced parents. Like it should be a circumstance where they're able to come together and be cordial. So I think, yes, there should be like a conversation maybe once or twice a year just that they keep things cordial to make sure life insurance policies are set up and in place and things are good. Yeah, I think those conversations need to be had because, you know, it's a, whether you like it or not, you are tied to this person forever because you chose to lay down and have a baby with them. Once your kid is 18, I'm sorry, that tie is dead. <laughs> or once you decide to transition into a woman, if I was dating Crip Bay and Crip Bay said, my name is Adina, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> I didn't. I'm sorry. And you know what? You guys could say whatever you want. When you go through a change, bye. I'm sorry, because we we can talk about it as we're evolving together, mm -hmm. but I'm not evolving on that journey with you. Yeah. And I think the problem is we used to be so afraid to hurt people's feelings or be honest, but my feelings first matter first. I had to check Crip Bay one day because he said, you know, you gonna be my world. I said, no, I'm not. You're gonna be your world. I'm gonna teach you how to put you before everybody, including me, because I don't want nobody to be, because I'm gonna put me before you. Mm -hmm. And then after you put you before me, you need to put your daughter before me. And then you can put me, because then everybody else, you know, and someone said, well, what about before his parents? Yeah, because the yeah. life we're building together. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, but everybody, I guess, has different views, right? And, and, and no view is right or wrong. I guess it's just a view, right? Unless you're whoopee and you're talking about the Jewish community. <laughs> You can't do that. Jesus, how are you going to be on a show called The View but can't have can't one? Can't have a view. All right. Well, anyway, K. Michelle has a view. You can put them back up. K. Michelle is saying that she has a love for white men. And then Terrell Owens, this is why he up there. Shout out to you with them candles. We know a white woman taught you how to do that. He said he had bad experiences with black women. <laughs> the Lord blessed me with lungs. I know y'all wish my lungs wasn't working out because I just can't stop. I could do this all day. Um, well, here's what K. Michelle had to say on Revolt's Black Girl stuff about that. So you say you're not doing relationships at all? I don't know what I'm doing, Fred, because I'm not with none of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what you are with, though, Fred, you did say that you love you some white men. I love me a white and man. And I got to know, like... I love a white man. I, white I, ain't man. Never, yes. I ain't never had a white man, well, so what is it Well, you need to try it out. You need to try it out. What's your experience? Let me tell you, what's your and people are going to be so angry with me. <laughs> in this sentiment, and I don't give a f I will be your problem, I'll be your problem. <laughs> the thing is, 
love who loves you. It doesn't matter their race, mm-hmm. color, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I see so many black women that come up to me heartbroken, and they're just, they won't date anybody. Mm-hmm. They have to date a black man. They have to, I get it, I get it. But what about just dating a man or mm-hmm. dating a woman that loves you? Okay, Michelle, you look fucking good. Start with that. Mm. I love K. Michelle. Mm-hmm. You know, I love K. Michelle in real life. I don't like being on a reality show with her, though. Because when I was on Love & Hip Hop, she really be in that reality show shit to where she's a G, she's an OG, she gets mm-hmm. it, and, like, she's always... Re- you know, so, like, sh- you can feel the tension. So I never really knew, like, are we good? We not? And she was always, <laughs> just be very clear, never shaded me, always showed me love. She's always been cool, and we've never had a falling out. But, but she's one of those people that I liked a lot and wanted to be friends mm-hmm. with, but then didn't feel like she wanted to be friends. So I kind of like pulled back, unfollowed her and then just didn't look for her anymore. But I still don't follow her. But always love, always respect. I love Kim and Shell. And you fucking look good as fuck. Good. Mm-hmm. And I good. can't wait until you come on the show because you're good. such a good time. And she's a fucking talker. And she's a real one. She, she talks about everything. Yep. She's going to answer it. So be careful. But I love her. So I can't look, I can't wait to look for that. But I also love Terrell Owens too. Let me say that. Terrell's always shown me love for years. I've known Terrell before K Michelle. I've known Terrell for years. Always love, always respectful. So whatever. I love him too. But they said some controversial shit. Now here's the deal. You love white men. You date a black man. And I will not date a white man. And I'm I've have you ever? I've had sex with white men. And the last white man I had sex with was amazing. Oh. Yes. But but like, did I want to like go out to eat with him afterwards? No. Like, no. No. First of all, our dietary intake is probably different. Um, but I I found out later he was a porn star. So no one that's why the sex was good. Uh. So anyway, I'm with Crit Bay now. So <laughs> I think that if you want to date somebody who's not your race, that's your be I want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. But if you're only dating for people that are not like you or don't look like you because they're white or black, you know, mm-hmm. meaning like I'm a black man, so I'm only going to like Rob. He doesn't date white men because he doesn't like black men. He likes black men, too. We fight because now that he sees all the beautiful men that I bring around, he's starting to dibble dabble in my area. Bitch, don't get cut because <laughs> as much as opposites are tracking, I love you. I will cut you. And and Rob and I, you know, we used to have this thing where we would go out and get drunk. That's and- mine. <laughs> Tell him. <laughs> oh, we we would lay claim. That's mine. That's mine. Mm-mm. That's mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're all mine. Rob was like, all of them, Jason. And then I remember one time I found a white one. I was like, that's mine. He was like, nah, nope. <laughs> you know, we started fighting over white men. But, you know, um, not really a fight. But, you know, we then there was a time the Mexican called me a monkey. He did. War. That was one of the guys you guys were fighting over? No, I no. beat him up. Oh, my God. No, I, Jason told him he was cute. And then he was like, fuck, fuck you, you fucking monkey. Oh, I don't know. And then asked Rob what happened. I, As we talked about earlier, I tried to be the voice of reason. He did. Rob stepped in and said, then took control. Tried to break it up? I did. But then he said, you're cute. Are you with him? I said, yeah. He said, you're a fucking monkey, too. And then I was just like, No, this, then, then, this is Rob, look. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I grabbed the bag out of Jason's hand because he had a little gift bag from an event. I said, you can go ahead. I said, you have two minutes to leave because I was working on myself. And he said, can you count that high monkey? No. At the Abbey. <laughs> and I counted that high. And then when two minutes was reached, I handed the bag to the little woman sitting next to me. I said, hold this for a second. 
and I picked up the chair next to me and I wore that bitch out. It was a bar stool. And it, it was, was a bar stool like the one Kaylin is sitting on, but wooden <laughs> and heavy. And I picked it up over my head and cracked that bitch three good fucking times while everybody was running and screaming. And then somebody snatched a chair out of my hand. And then I punched him in his face and got on top of him with my big ass and punched <laughs> him until I could not stop punching. Until I until they tackled me and handcuffed me. They handcuffed yeah. you? And drug me out. <laughs> but then they uncuffed him and let him back in. Oh, yeah. And then the next day I woke up in the morning and tracked him down and got on the phone and said, I'm putting on my sweats. Meet me at the park. I'm going to beat your ass. Again. Again. <laughs> Because here's the deal. First of all, I was overweight and very, I had confidence, but I was very insecure. Did you know that? Yeah. Did you know I was insecure? Yeah. How, bitch? <laughs> Listen, like you, you, you still, you, you say things often. Like you're like, mm, do I look fat? Mm, do I look this? You like, you ask those questions and that's why I'm like, uh. Not anymore. This Olympic kicked in. <laughs> I'm snatched, bitch. No, but yes. I, yeah. But, but like, did you know at the time I was insecure? I would. Yeah, I, I didn't yes lack confidence, but I had insecurities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He hit that trigger. We all have a trigger. That's wild. No, he hit that trigger. And Rob is a friend. That's why you got. That's why you got love Rob. I'm telling you, <laughs> you learn to listen to the people you know that really care about you. See, I'm getting goosebumps because see, all of us have a bunch of people around us that we don't know. We think they do, but we don't know. That's mm -hmm. why they're hanging out with your exes and shit, trying to mail stuff off from FedEx and Amazon. So Rob tried to save him. But when I woke up the next day, I said, meet me at, because he had pulled that trigger. I beat the sh I beat him so bad that there was blood. I mean, I was, was I hitting him with that chair? Yes. Crack, 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 crack. And and then, and then you know, I weighed like 300 pounds. So I get on top of him. Once I get on top of you, it's like a sumo wrestle. I'm not getting up. <laughs> You're not getting up. And his head was on the cement. So every time I punch him, his head would hit the cement. Anyway, I woke up in the morning. I tracked him down through my friend. Got him on the phone and said, put on your sweats. I'm putting on sweats. Meet me at the park. I'm going to beat your ass. Because that's what we did back home. We probably meet up with it, which is crazy because you can die. But I wasn't thinking about that because I just wanted to beat him up because he called me a monkey. Mm -hmm. And he called me fat. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. He called me fat. That's the part of the story I never told. Have you realized when I've told that story over the years? Yeah, you don't. I leave yeah. the fat part out because it yeah. really did bother me. But now I'm so fucking yeah, snatched and cute and hitched. Like, it's like, <laughs> what? Um, but I, it, that part I used to leave out because that was the end. And I'm glad when I would tell the story, you never write it up. Yeah. And I know you caught it too. But anyway, uh, he didn't want to meet me at the park. He's very apologetic. And honestly, I told him, I don't care when I see him. I never met him. I never see him again, and I won't beat him up. He was drunk or whatever. And he apologized. He was very apologetic. But I say all that to say, in that instance, what I learned about the human behavior is that people are so unpredictable that for me, I don't choose to date outside my race where in a fight, something could come up or be said because he wasn't thinking monkey was a trigger for a black man. We've seen Spice and Erica Mena play out. People talking different ways, even with people saying boy. I used to have a thing back in the day in school where people say, boy, I am a boy. I'm a young boy, but if you're a white man, you don't get to call me boy. And I used to be real sensitive. And even today when I advocate for blackness or being black owned or whatever, I find myself having to say, I'm not anti-white and I'm not racist or prejudiced. I just believe in black. And I believe in black ownership and I stand for black excellence, whatever. But I'm very... Do you ever have to think about when you're in an argument with Max, how you're communicating so that way you don't go into a place that could be optically perceived as something anti-black? 
I don't think about it with Max, but I think about it here <laughs> with Jason because Jason was always remind me. But I mean, because if you bring me Q-tips, I'm gonna start singing it. <laughs> oh my god! The cotton, you know. <laughs> See, it's just I cannot. But I've dated everyone. Of like, I dated an Indian guy, a Puerto Rican guy. My longest relationship was with a Mexican guy. I've tried to date Croatian guys. I never been with like a white white guy though. Mm -hmm. That's not my thing. Okay, you're not attracted. No. See, and that's I don't like the <laughs> yeah. You don't like what? <laughs> Don't say pink meat. <laughs> it's it just looks like uncooked chicken. Like you know shrimp, like a shrimp cocktail? The curl. Just continue. Anyways. But you don't date Max just because of his dick. No. Because I do think there's a perception that people only like to date black men for their penises, not their struggles, right? So like Azalea, Azalea. By the way, I gave Azalea Banks my phone number. I don't know why I did that. I blocked her though. I couldn't. 18 minute voice messages. Like, um, oh God. I know. What, what were we talking Oh, about Azalea Banks. Iggy Azalea. She never stood for black issues, but she always wanted a black man. Cause it was like, you want that dick, but you don't want the struggle that come with the dick. Some of y'all Jeffree know. Jeffree Star too. Well, you know, that skeleton. You know, but the reality is, is that I feel like you attract to who you're attracted to, but then you can have a preference that doesn't make you anti-black, anti-white, anti-whatever, right? But you choose to date, you like white men because what, like, what is your preference? Why is, why do you, because you're black from Chicago, black parents, black church, fam, you, black HBCU, but like white. Black company. I, I don't only. You prefer white. No, it's not true. I, <laughs> this is. His I, biggest crush is a Spanish, is Mexican guy. Today. Do you know, this is many iterations of Rob. <laughs> Rob has gotten more black as he's worked here. Correct. Because we're teaching him about Gunna. Yeah. We taught him about Gunna. Gunplay. Gunplay. Uh, gun, gun, Gunplay for him is like an anal dildo or something. I like. learned about all the gun people. Yes. Here. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't have a preference for one race over the other. I'm not attracted to one race more than the other. Um, it's just not the situation. I have, I've, it's been across the board with me from childhood to now. I've dated people of all races. I've never had, you know, a preference for one. And I, I take, I do take issue with this, this idea of preference because I feel like this idea of preference, specifically in LA, West Hollywood, this idea of preference is thinly veiled in racism. Um, so I do think you have to approach dating outside of your race with some kind of connection to the person because there has to be some understanding of what I've gone through as a culturally and the skin I live in culturally, because if I'm out and I get pulled over and the conversation is different from what you typically experience, I don't want the person in the car with me to interject and say that I'm being sensitive or I'm viewing it a certain way because they don't live in brown skin. So they don't understand my experience. So I do feel like it has to be a person who um, has a, 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 a understanding and a respect for the differences that we have that make us different in the, the different skins that we live in. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We gotta go. Look, I got Blueface and Jaden waiting in the other room. That has been a great show. We're gonna do two episodes of the Jason Lee podcast every week and one episode of the Jason Lee show. So make sure that you're subscribed here to our YouTube channel, following us on all social media. Over there on Facebook, we're real active. Y'all be in the chats and you know making sure that all the clips go viral. So follow us there and Instagram, the only Jason Lee, the Jason Lee show, and Hollywood Unlocked. Until then, I'm out. Peace. Jason Lee Podcast.